Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thanks for tuning into the Visual Lounge, whether you're watching live or you're listening to the podcast. We're glad that you're here. And we're glad that you're here because we have a very important topic. This is one of, they're all important, but one of the important topics because we do things every day that we revolve around communication and we have to communicate. We have to be able to share with people projects. We have to share with them results. We have to share with them things that are going on inside our organizations so that we can be successful and they can be successful. And we know there's always barriers to that. And today we're going to be talking about how to work through some of those barriers to allow us to, to be more successful. We've got two awesome people with us that I'm going to introduce in just a second. And we're going to talk about it from our perspectives and, and just really have a conversation about it. So let me get to those introductions though. So when it comes to coworkers, I can tell you at TechSmith, we have an, an abundance of awesome. And Austin and David are absolutely no exception to this. David Patton has been a professional video editor in Los Angeles before joining TechSmith as part of our social media team and has been bringing the energy and enthusiasm since. He's held a variety of roles and now working with our creator and influencer community to help spread the love for Camtasia, Snagit, and all things TechSmith. Austin Norton joined TechSmith as part of our customer service team and has worked as a project manager for a variety of teams at TechSmith before landing as the marketing project manager. manager. Well, someone will say that right at some point. He loves helping people and solving problems and he has become an essential member of the, the work that's happening at TechSmith, someone that I know I look to for a variety of reasons when it comes to managing projects. And both David and Austin, they're absolutely amazing. Both bring a huge amount of positive energy to the work we do. And I just feel blessed that I get to gain their insights and perspectives on the work I do, the projects, and a variety of things actually related to pop culture. So it's my pleasure to welcome to welcome David and Austin to the Visual Lounge. Hey guys. Hello. Hey Matt. So Pleasure to be thank, here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. So let's real quick, because you know, I try to compress a lot into those intros. Uh, we'll start with you, David. Is there anything else that you'd want our audience to know about you before before we get into the the conversation about communicating better? Uh well, I think you covered it. You know, I was, I was a former editor. I've been at TechSmith for seven years now. And uh, it's my pleasure to be able to work with you every day too, Matt. This is awesome to be here on the show. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Austin, how about how about you? Anything that I missed that people should know about? Um, I think you covered pretty much my roles here at TechSmith. But yeah, I've sort of bounced around in project management from our development teams and now uh, been working with marketing for about the last year, uh, sort of helping them adopt some agile practices to align with the rest of the company. Um, and it's been a blast working with you guys every day. Yeah, we're we're having a we're having a good time if if nothing else. So <laughs> let's 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 talk about this because you guys in your roles in particular, and this is what, the reason I want to talk to both of you. And they're they're very different types of roles, but there's a lot of communication that's happening both externally, David. I know you're doing a lot of that, but also internally. And Austin, your communication is, uh, your I'm guessing your job is mostly communicating with people and trying to figure out where things are at, what's happening. Um, and communication is such a big deal, especially now that we're in this remote world, we're trying to figure out how to do this better. Um, so let's let's kind of start high level. We know there's things to communicate about. So how is it that you are starting to make some early determinations of how you're going to communicate? And we could we can pick an example, and talk through it, or just maybe you've got some general rules of thumb that say, I know if I'm going to communicate this way, this way, this way, because we have lots of options, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, go ahead, Austin. 
Oh, sure. Okay. So I was going to kind of jump in for me, like, like you said, Matt, I do on the daily, a ton of internal communication. And for me, it's, if I find myself even starting to describe something that's a sentence or longer, I try to use a screenshot or a visual just because I could do it justice and explain it, but it's just so much easier for someone to be able to look at the thing I'm seeing. Um, so my Snagit library is full of just screenshots of our website, our products, anything that I'm trying to communicate with someone internally, you know, this needs tweaking or just simply asking questions. So for me, anytime I try to explain something, I try to use a, an image. Awesome. And David, what about you? So when I'm doing like a big data share out, uh, that, that's something that we're really big on here at TechSmith, right? We're generally a data-driven company. So we're asked to share out on our work. We're asked to share our data. I, I find those opportunities to make video share outs. And that's my preferred method. Um, you know, back in the office, uh, when we were all in an office, uh, maybe we would be having a meeting and we'd be doing a PowerPoint presentation and we would be doing a share out with each other live. Uh, now, remotely, I find that video share outs are really excellent to kind of data dump, if you will, uh, when you want to really share big ideas, a lot of data. You know, you can walk through your PowerPoint in a video and it's great because in a video, people can watch it anytime. So I love being able to put the data out there. Uh, the video out there, putting it on Slack, maybe popping it in an email, and people can watch it at their own pace. And that's something that I've really started doing more uh, in these pandemic days when we're all working remotely. Yeah. So we, ha we have two, yeah. two kind of different paths here. Like, so let's pick one to go down for a little bit, and then we can talk about the other one. Let's start with the image stuff, because David, I know you're, mm -hmm. you're not unfamiliar with using images. So a as you're looking at this, Austin, I, well, the first question that comes to mind, I can hear someone thinking... Uh, and it's probably me thinking is, well, because I, I get I get in the situation, I write long, long emails and long responses. And how, how do you go about kind of deciding that like, okay, like, yes, if it's going to be longer in a sense, I want to use an image, I want to use a visual, screenshots work great if it's screen content. But, you know, how do you know that that's going to work better than, you know, my long prose kind of in, of email? Because I, I put a lot of description into my, my words, Austin. Yeah, I think, I, I think that we are just in such a sort of visual society now that I just default to that. You know, you can always expound or elaborate on something after you send an image like, hey, do you know where this is? Or do you know who owns this section of the website or anything like that? And they could you know, come back and say, oh, I'm not sure. And then, you know, maybe have a conversation about it. But a lot of time it's as easy as, you know, for me, I have a ton of hotkeys for Snagit. So I can quickly just hit a hotkey, capture an image. It's on my clipboard, paste it into Slack, and then ask the question. And I can get the answer really quickly. Um, but yeah, I think I just start there rather than start with a two-paragraph email and then them saying, mm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay, let me take a screenshot and send it to you. I kind of go the other way. Start with a screenshot. If they're unsure that there's still discussion to be had, then go from there. Yeah. So, okay. So you've, you've got it, made it easy. You're going to just grab whatever's, because I mean, you're dealing with a lot of things that are like internal systems. You're dealing with product stuff. Mm -hmm. So that makes, makes sense. Do you find that screenshots or visuals, you're using it for like other types of things? Like if it's not just an immediate, like, where's this picture? <laughs> what, what kind of things are you like, how do I find the, the, the right image? And maybe David, if you have uh, thoughts on this as well. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times it even an image that it, you know if I'm talking about something on our website, um, even if there's something missing, just calling out you know taking a screenshot and drawing a box around a, an empty spot even helps rather than saying like, hey, you know, on that product page about halfway down, like there's a weird space. Do you know what's supposed to be there? Is there an image missing? Like simply just taking a screenshot and a box. So even though there's nothing there, it's communicating what I'm talking about. You know, when I think of taking screenshots, I, I make an analogy that it's a lot like taking pictures, right? Like imagine someone you know who's always taking great pictures. They're a photographer. And we all have phones in our pocket. We all have the ability to take pictures. But the difference between a picture taker like myself and a photographer is a photographer knows when to whip out their phone and take that photograph. You know, when, oh, this is a moment happening. Take a picture. Oh, oh, that's a moment happening. Take a picture. Oh, that's really beautiful. Take a picture. There are there are some folks who know to get out their camera and take a picture at the exact right moment. And that's, I think, like 90% of being a great photographer is just knowing the moment and capturing it. Once you start getting in the habit of screen capturing things, it almost becomes second nature to you, just like that photographer who knows when to take out their phone and take a picture. Um, so so you're, you're typing an email and you know, at least for me, uh, what triggers it for me is when I start typing instructions, uh, for me, when I go, okay, one, two, immediately my mind starts going, well, if I could just take a picture and put in arrows, uh, and maybe even numbers, one, two, three, four, you know, that is something that's very common for me that now it's just like uh, second nature. It's just like, uh, breathing, just like when you think, oh, this would be a great time to to write up an email real quick. Now it's, when do I take a screenshot? And we kind of live in this multi-channel world, right? Where you've got Slack, you've got email, you have text messages kind of blowing up your desk every day, if you're like uh, me. And, and you've got all these various things. And so I think we already have this level of figuring out what is the best uh, method of communication for certain things. Okay, this is a Slack message. This is an email. Same with screenshots. Oh, this is a screenshot. This is text. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing a, a couple things. I just want to kind of extract from what I've heard from from the both of you so far is is one. I Austin, I'm thinking I'm hearing like it's got to be easy. It's got to be convenient for you, or you're not going to do it. So you, that the the hotkeys and stuff like that, and then just mm -hmm. trying to simplify. Always try to simplify, make it as clear as possible. And and then David, I I love this idea that you're going to have to learn how when it's going to make the right communication better but the other thing the thing i want to add to that is i have a, a, a friend he is uh he's been a journalist for i don't know forever uh but he's gotten into photography and he like takes goes to concerts he's been at these really big like bonnaroo and these big events and does photography and he's he posted some he lives in montana so you know the things that he shoots are a variety of things he was at a rodeo and he's got this amazing shot where the horse is off the ground and all this stuff. And there was the comment that interests me about what you said, David, is he's someone's like, that's an, that's an amazing shot. He's like, yeah, it was hard to find because, you know, he took so many like it was so rapid fire shots uh, that when he was going through it, you know, he was able to find that shot because he took so many. And I think maybe there's some truth to that, too. Right. It's like. As you're learning to communicate with visuals, as you're using images, you might have to take a bunch of screenshots and figure out which ones are gonna are gonna improve. Because the other thing I heard that you guys talk, both talk about is like the enhancement. It's not just that you have a screenshot; it's that you've enhanced 
the screenshot, an arrow, a box, you know, something to to draw attention to to the audience because I know I've I can send I can take screenshots all day long, but you know, oftentimes if I'm looking at it, I don't know what to look at. What's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I I think we all probably take a lot of screenshots, but like, and and I made some pretty complex uh, screenshots. But l- like for me, I know that if you were to look in my Snagit tray, ninety percent of uh, my Snagits would have the red arrow on them. Like the red arrow is my best friend. I use that everywhere. Uh, you know, take an image, look here. Take an image, look there. Uh, highlight this thing. You know, uh, that's what I find myself going to. That's my go-to all the time. And just going back to that photography uh, kind of analogy, you know, think about how many times, uh, this happens to me quite a bit, right? Because I try to bring out my camera and capture the shot. And there's always the people who are like, uh, that I'm with that are like, oh, can you send me that photo after? Can, can you send me that? It's like, or you get out your camera to take a picture and then you see someone else next to you get out their cameras and take a picture. So it's just that knowing. And, and, and it's a learned behavior of learning when to take a photo. Oh, this is a photo. Same with screenshots. Mm-hmm. After a while, you'll start, you know, maybe you're the first in your organization or your company that's taking screenshots. And I bet uh, you will start to see screenshots maybe pop up as other people start to experiment with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, knowing when to take the screenshot, but then, yeah, look, figuring out what speaks to people as far as it does a screenshot alone work, doesn't need an arrow, and then kind of additionally, how to share it. You know, am I just putting a clipboard and pasting it into Slack? Or if it's something that maybe I know the person I'm sending it to is going to need to share it, or if it's a very detailed screenshot, I want them to be able to zoom, I'll throw it to screencast and then give them a link. So then they can just copy and paste that or get on, you know, pull it up and zoom in on it and whatnot. So yeah, it's definitely a, a learned skill of figuring out, you know, when to use a screenshot, what to include, but then also even how to share it. Yeah. Well, and I think this, uh, the fundamentals of good communication apply here, right? Like you've got to have a message. You got to have a purpose. You got to have, you know, you got to understand your audience and all these things apply, but then we're just saying, simplify that message with, with the, with the images, which I, I love what you guys are saying. I think this is great. And, um, so hopefully, hopefully anyone watching or listening will give that a go if they're not. I want to transition a little bit because I think video is a little bit more complicated here. Like, I think it's pretty easy. Like, yeah, if you can, if there's an image that you could share, share it, right? Like, makes sense. I want to talk about video because we at TechSmith use a lot of video internally in our communications. And it feels like there's immediately when I say the word video for a lot of people, it's, there's this big barrier. Like they're thinking about big production. They're thinking about like what you're going to put on YouTube, what you're going to put out for your customers. And f- I, w- I want to push kind of all that aside for our conversation because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about videos that you might share with your coworkers or internally that are not necessarily videos that are high quality, professional, or even training videos, right? Maybe it's got a training element or a learning element, but it's it's not meant to be like your, your corporate training. Um, so... Dave, you mentioned at the kind of the top when you're talking about you, how you're communicating, you're using a lot of videos, you're doing these data dumps and things like that. Maybe just walk us through, give us a sense of what that might look like in terms of the video you're going to create. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, let me just say that 
getting into video for workplace communication during the pandemic when everybody is remote is like the best time to get into video. Um, we are all now so accustomed to seeing each other on a screen at home. Uh, you know, I, I've got this background up. Um, I'm in my bedroom, you know, like we've all seen each other's bedrooms, living rooms. We've seen each other casual. We've seen each other, you know, like more dressy. I mean, like the barriers and the formality of the workplace, I think has like really, you know, evolved in the last year. I think it's for the better. Wait, so, wait, wait a second. You, you exist outside of a screen? You're, this is true. This is true. Although I, although I haven't seen you guys for, you know, a year uh, in real life, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, like, so, but like we, we're more comfortable with each other in a ways, right? Like in some ways, it, it's more intimate. We're all in our homes and everything. So this is like a great time to kind of get over the idea of like being on someone else's screen, because I think we've all had to get over uh, the hurdle of, be, of appearing on someone else's screen, right? Yeah. Well, I, I love that. I love that concept. So, uh, cause I think you're absolutely right. So, okay. So Dave, you're going to make a video for okay. the share out. Gonna make Just a video. Generally, what does that look like? Cause I think, I think there's a lot of people who are like, how does that even work? What does that look like? Okay. Uh, this before Dave right starts. Here. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's famous in TechSmith, not even just in the marketing department. I think we need to set the stage that he is famous for his video shareouts. So if there's anyone to learn from, it's Dave. No, no so, pressure, Dave. So, no pressure. Okay, so uh, I hope I just hope the viewers are ready for this. Do you want to see what my shareout looks like? It's this. <laughs> this is my exact setup. I sit in front of this screen and I talk to the camera. And uh, I think there's a beauty in that and a simplicity in it, right? Because a data share out, um, I love I love making share outs. Like I said, uh, in a past life, I'm a video editor, right? So I love like editing, you know, video share outs and communicating via video. But the setup doesn't have to be anything fancy, right? It's it's where I'm at, and I have a microphone and I'm talking to the camera. So how I how I I would make a video share out and how I've made my video share outs. Fairly simple at a high level. I think about what I want to say and I open a document and I just make some bullet points of the topics of what I want to say. So I make sure that I know what I'm going to talk about and I just think about that a little bit. Then I, for me, I'm more comfortable with Camtasia. I, and the reason I'm comfortable with it is because I can let it run and I can let all my outtakes happen. So I just sit in front of the camera and I converse with it and I talk and I try to think about what I'm going to say with the data. And then I ramble uh, for about 30 to 40 minutes. And I'm not even joking. And I take really long pauses in the middle and I think about what I'm going to say next. And I kind of do silly things in front of the camera because I know they're going to get cut later. And I really have to just get into this zone where I can let down my hesitations and my defenses. And at that point, I just kind of keep rolling, keep going, keep going. And when I feel like I've just given everything I can, I turn it off, I go into Camtasia, and then I just cut, 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 cut. And you know, I'll often go 40 minutes for like a seven to 10 minute video. I just cut everything out. I try to get it as fast as possible. And 
That is, and then, you know, put on some finishing touches and that's about it. Uh, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, Matt, but like that's at a really high level. It's just about getting in the zone to communicate some data. And, you know, when it comes to communicating data, some of it's interesting. If you're lucky, you have interesting data, but a lot of time data can be boring. So uh, it's about finding that happy medium of where uh, I can try to, you know, I, I may not be able to change the boringness of the data. So what I can what I can change is how interesting I can make it for you to listen to, if that makes sense. No, that, that makes that makes so much sense. And I, I, before, because I've got a lot of questions about that, but I want to make sure we get a good juxtaposition here because mm -hmm. all of a sudden you, you spend an hour plus, two hours making this, this share out that's seven to 10 minutes. That's probably really important, but maybe not going to, you know, move the needle on a lot of things, right? But it's important. We want to make sure it gets yeah, out there. Sure. Sure. So Austin, is that your, that's, mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's your process too, right? You spend on every video you're going to make, you're going to spend this, this long. Definitely not. So as Dave was saying, I was like, this is great. I do something completely different. So, um, a lot of the videos I make, uh, we work with a third party graphic design company that does a lot of our graphic graphic arts work. Um, and so I'm the person to kind of communicate with their project manager on what it is that we're asking and what we need from them. And so I will simply just bring up a few images on my screen, prepare that. And then I usually just even use a Snagit video recorder because it's what I'm used to. Use my hotkey, start a video recording and, you know, spend, I try to keep them two minutes or less because if I go longer, I just ramble and ramble on. Um, so I just try to keep it short and sweet walk through, you know, we want this icon, but you know, I'll hover my mouse around. We want this change. We want to incorporate the new colors, et cetera, et cetera. Put it on screencast, send it to them. And when I fill out the project form, all I'm saying is, Hey team, we have a new project. Here's the explanation. And I give them a link, you know, and I could spend probably twice the time writing a whole description, making sure that it makes sense, making sure that I didn't have any typos, anything like that. Or I just make a two or three minute video, send it to them because that way it's easy for our account manager then to grab that video and then send it to the actual designer doing the work and they can hear it straight from me, what the request is and not kind of have to read between the lines of what I've written. Um, so that's kind of my style is just kind of the quick and dirty type explanation videos versus the polished comedy share outs that Dave <laughs> blesses us with. Well, you know, like it's... Uh, that's interesting, Austin, because, you know, like a, sh a data share out is different than communicating, right? Like like a communication with a third party or something like the, the video is being used for different things. But I think there was something in there that you had mentioned that really struck a chord with me about the rambling on, because I certainly ramble on. That's why I kind of take all that time. And for me, that ability to ramble on is actually a pressure release. It's It's a release valve for me. So I don't feel like I have to be perfect on the first take. I realize that I can play around. Mm -hmm. I can find it. Uh, and because if I felt like if I had to do it in one take, um, I would kind of maybe be a little more uptight, a little more formal. I might, um, you know, I try to inject some humor into it. I might kind of forget my humor and I would be so concentrated on getting it right. So for me, um, mm -hmm. letting it go, letting it be freewheeling is, and knowing that I can just cut that all out later, um, allows me to relax. I think I want to see some yeah. of these outtakes, more, more outtakes of what, of what Dave cuts to the floor, but okay. 
Can I mention outtakes? I have thoughts on outtakes. <laughs> Careful with your use of outtakes because you could put a lot of work into something and the only feedback you'll get is boy, I love those outtakes. And you're like, no, <laughs> did you listen? Did you listen to anything? Did you see anything else? The first comment you'll get will be, I love the outtakes. So I was like, well, okay, of course. So I don't do outtakes anymore. Well, I, I want to bring up here, because so, so we got these, I, I don't want to say it's a, a two ends of a spectrum, because I think it's really probably there's a, more of a circle and, and just different kind of points on the circle. There's lots of different ways to make these videos. But I, I think thinking about the outcomes, the things that you're trying to do. And, and I've got a question here we're going to ask from the audience in just a second. But I, I but I love thinking about like, Austin, you're, you're very like, your purpose of that video. And this, I think purpose is mm -hmm. in any communication is really important here, especially when you're doing this. Yeah. But it seems like that, that, you know, I'm trying to communicate and get you to do X, Y, Z. Like I mm -hmm. need these things done. Whereas right. with Dave, your, your videos are a little bit longer and a little bit meatier. It's, it's much more, I want you to know about this. I want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's some outcome of like, you know, how do we incorporate this into, you know, the rest of marketing or the rest of the company? How do they take advantage of it? But it's a, it's a very different type of communications, like outcome we're hoping for. And I, I think it's, so I, I like making these juxtapositions and these kind of these looking at them differently because understanding that Dave, you might may also at some point make a two minute video that is very directive and Austin mm -hmm. could make a bigger share of video. It's not like that. That's Austin style. and That's Dave style. And they only right. do ever do that. Right. Like, right. It's understanding the purpose of your video and how you're going, to, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do, when you're going to do it. And frankly, even because Dave, I've made longer videos that are share outs like that. And sometimes it's just constrained by the amount of time I have. Well, I've got, 30 minutes to, to spend on this, I'm only going to spend 30 minutes and therefore I'm not going right. to maybe do as many ramblings or thinking, stopping and thinking, I'm just going to say it. And oftentimes I then make a mistake and then I just have to be like, oops, <laughs> I made a mistake. We all make mistakes. I'll, I'll make mistakes with, with the big long ones as well. I mean, and, and I think when it comes to, you know, making a longer share out, uh, when it comes to, okay, I'm going to make a video where the only purpose of this video is to have the audience watch it. Maybe they'll absorb some information from it, but it'll be out there for their reference. Uh, maybe it could even be for their enjoyment. If I work really hard, I could try to make it enjoyable. Um, you know, the amount of time you put into it, um, you know, you have to lean into who you are, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, as a person uh, and as a former editor, I love to put a lot of polish on it. I like to, you know, uh, spend my time and, and sanding the edges and trying to make like just a really nice video. Um, that's because that's my style and that's what I feel comfortable with. Um, if, and I think everyone can hold up a mirror and think about, okay, what do I want to, what part of my workplace personality do I want to put into this video? Right. And uh, lean into that, you know, Hey, if I'm, if I'm, a person who is really good at delivering data and I'm actually really quite good at speaking. Uh, like I'm not a great PowerPoint speaker in general, so I need video to kind of be able to edit out my mistakes. But there's a lot of people who are excellent at giving a PowerPoint slide presentation. And I say, well, you don't have to make a highly edited, polished video. Why don't you just lean into your already existing strengths and make like a PowerPoint presentation just on camera, 
You know, you're already really mm-hmm. good at that. Or you're someone who's very conversational and you have a conversational style. So just turn on the camera and, and converse. Some people don't love being on camera. It's not their favorite thing. So maybe turn your camera off and just do, you know, screen video. Um, so, well, I, I make, you know, maybe uh, videos with a lot of editing and where I, you know, where I condense them into hopefully like, um, you know, interesting videos. You can do your own thing. And as long as it reflects mm-hmm. your personality, I think that'll really shine through. Yeah, I think fitting fitting the brand of your organization, fitting within your own personal brand is is even even at work, it's it's really important. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask this question from our friend Garth. He's got two questions here. We'll start with the first one. How do you know if people have read or watched your content? So in either case, it's really important, like the you know giving the directives or you know you're getting people to share. How do you make sure that you they've actually done that? Because mm-hmm. you made a video. If they don't watch it, then what? Yeah. I think, you know, that's sort of a risk you take, but also did they read the email that you sent or read it fully? You know, you're <laughs> never sure. There's certain, ho- you know, like we use Nomia. So we can, you can see how many views your video got. We, a lot of times will turn on conversations. Um, so there can be discussion happening, um, not for people to prove that they watched a video, but to be able to interact and ask questions. And I think that's something that TechSmith has done really well over the last year. You know, for me, I schedule a lot of meetings for the marketing department. And I kind of ask myself before I schedule a meeting, like, is this an informative meeting or is this collaborative? If it's informative, whoever, you know, is it me or is it someone else, you know, sharing out some information, let's make a video and not have to bring 30 some people into a zoom call at the same time to basically watch a video, you know, we can send out the video, have them watch it at their leisure. So they don't have to stop what they're working on. Um, so that's what I would say. If you really do care or need to know if people watched your video, use a hosting service that will tell you if someone watched it, you know, for, for Nomia, it'll go as deep as telling you how, what percent people watched, or just, you can just generally track views. Yeah. So just real quick, for those who don't know what Nomia is, TechSmith Nomia Pro, you can go check it out at techsmith.com. It's uh, got video hosting. It's, you can add quizzing. You can do this these conversations, which, which you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I want to boil kind of what you said down to it's build in some accountability if it needs accountability, right? Like I think, mm-hmm. um, and we've, we've got videos where we've definitely been to- told you need to watch this before this meeting, you know, and, but I, I love that approach. Is it collaborative? Is it informative? If it's informative, can we lean towards it being information mm-hmm. shared? Cause I mean, in this communication, like the reason we want to communicate better is save people time to make the message sure the message clear. Right. And that's clearly right. going to be a time saving. Cause I like meetings that like are watching videos at time and a half speed. Right. Oh yeah. That's the best time and a half is the best for everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, um, let's go on to Garth's. Uh, oh, go ahead. David. I, I, I have, I have something on Garth's first question. So, yeah. so I'm a marketer, right? So I relate to this Garth. I mean, I'm thirsty for them likes all the time. I'm a marketer. Okay. And so, um, there's, there's nothing I can relate to more then pouring your heart, your soul, your vulnerability, uh, your foibles of maybe making a video, working through something, really laying it all out there, pressing send, and crickets. Just nobody cares. You work with like five people and like nobody has said anything to you about your video. We've, 
We've all been there. Um, and what I've had to learn, and, and it's really something that, and it's really hard at first, because like I say, that first time you do it, you're putting your everything into it. But what you have to learn is to disassociate the views and the feedback and them likes uh, from the quality of work that you did and the quality of work that you put out there. Because we are inundated daily with emails and video links and stuff to watch and there's never ending stream of things. And so I've had to learn to not take it personally in that sense. Um, I've had to learn to say, okay, it's been two hours. I haven't gotten any likes, but like to chill and to remember that people take their time. I mean, that's one of the benefits of video is people can watch it at their own pace. And so uh, all, all I could suggest would be some recommendations, right? Which is um, I don't, post my video share outs on a Friday because everyone on a Friday is ready to just get on with it, you know, and have a great weekend. And that might not be the best time to pop in the video share. Uh, I like to put in video shares early in the morning as opposed to the afternoon, giving people all day to watch it if they felt like it and, and responding to it. These are simple little things, but again, I'm a marketer. I can't not think about these things. Uh, where are you posting it? I mean, do people in your organization, read email, or are people in your organization on Slack? So if everybody's on Slack, don't send it in an email, vice versa, right? And explain what the video is about. One of the first lessons I learned at TechSmith uh, from a colleague, Daniel Foster, is always, always put the length of your video in the, with the title of the video. Dave's yes. share out in parentheses, five colon 22. You know, uh, Dave share out part two, one dot 22, let people know what they're clicking into, you know, because mm -hmm. we've all been there where you're like, look at, look at my quick share out and you click on it. It's like 37 minutes. Oh man. I thought they said this was a, a quick share out, <laughs> you know, like tell, tell everybody how quick your share out is, let them know what they're getting into and then they'll compartmentalize mm -hmm. it. Oh, that's a 10 minute share out. I'll save it for the afternoon. Oh, that's a minute 22. I'll just watch it right now. And you're disassociating yourself from getting all of that feedback, but if all else fails, and this is for, you know, back when we're all in the office, you can always just ask people like, hey, did you watch my video? Hey, what did you think of my video? Did you get a chance to watch it? It's kind of a brave thing to do. You have to be prepared for either answer, but this is 100% the response you're going to get. No, I haven't watched it yet, but I will. And you're like, cool, thanks. And it's just that little gentle, hey, have you watched it yet? Oh, I will though. Cool. Let me know what you think when it's done. Um, because, you know, well, it's one thing to create video in a vacuum and to say like, oh, I've got no, no inhibitions. I want to, you know, make a video. I really want to connect with the audience. Once it is out there though, I, I would like a little feedback. You know, so uh, so I, I totally understand, Garth. And uh, having something like a Nomia, I mean, or even like a YouTube, right? Like where you can see views and stuff. I mean, you know, we're human beings. We want to know that people cared about what we did. Well, I want to add real quick before we get to Garth's next question was, uh, one, I think you can also, depending on your role in your organization, you can specify like, hey, this is required. I really need mm -hmm. like... I, you need to watch this. Some people can't do that, right? Like if you're low on the totem pole, you might be like, I, I can't ask people, I can't tell people to watch it. 
And then I'll just say, I'll share my experience recently because I did one of these share out videos as well. And it's, you know, it's <laughs> all about the TechSmith Academy and we love the TechSmith Academy. Go check out the academy.techsmith.com if you haven't. Free, free learning. And I was share, doing the share out and I and was, then, I got- wait, and, Matt, and, Matt, and this is an internal share out, right? This is like in, just for internal. TechSmithies. Just, just for TechSmithies. Oh, sorry, yeah, internal, okay. And, and particularly for the marketing department, and I'm not trying to call out my marketing department colleagues, but I think like four people had watched after like multiple days. And I, I was talking to uh, our vice president and I'm like, look, you know, I wrote the, cause it was introducing this like whole big document that like, had all this data that they could use to help them in, in, in marketing about the academy. And I'm just like, no one's watching it. And, and she's just like, you know, we have a little budget for like food and entertainment. What if you do a, a giveaway? And so I put out there, we gave away three, like just $10 gift cards for Starbucks. And let me, let me tell you, like, I think everybody watched it. <laughs> and, and, like, I couldn't make them watch it, but I couldn't, there are ways to incentivize. And I think, mm -hmm. so I, I love, I loved all the things that you just said, David. And I also think that the fact that if you build a reputation of having good, good worthwhile videos, maybe I've, maybe mm -hmm. I've done the opposite. But like with your videos, Dave, people want to watch your video. They're excited when it comes out mm -hmm. because they know there's going to even it's going to be good information, but it's also going to be something that they can enjoy. So I think that's maybe some other points. Um, and, and, you know, it's probably interesting for for uh, folks to understand, too, that like we've got a Matt Pierce quality level share out that uh, he designed for 30 people internally. I mean, this is like, what a wealth of riches we have here at TechSmith. And like, nobody was watching it at that moment. And it's just like, that's mind boggling. And I, and I won one of the Starbucks gift cards. So thanks, Matt. I, I appreciate that. Well, thanks for watching that video. May I, it made me feel good. It was great. <laughs> Okay, next question here. Uh, do you, David or Austin, have a central location where people post shareouts? And we kind of talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. A repository for future use where anyone can place info or are these one and done type communications? I think it's it's kind of interesting, right, yeah. to think about that. Like, how are we distributing this and how do you make that easy? Um, because, and, and I, I want to just put out there first, I don't know that we've nailed this. I think we've got a start, mm -hmm. but I think this is, this is a tough. So Austin, let's, let's get your perspective sure. as a project manager. Cause you're, you're dealing with information flow all the time. Yeah. So I'll start with something new that we've tried that hasn't quite fully taken off, but we, because marketing does so many share outs, cause we found that rather than schedule meetings for people to do these presentations, making a video is more effective, both for the person creating it and then for the rest of us to absorb it. Um, we started a Slack channel that's just called like marketing share outs. And so whenever someone has a share out, they post there and say, hey, marketing team, I have a new share out. Here it is. That way, that's kind of just starting, you know, a scrolling library of these share outs that have been created. Um, so that's something new. We've just been doing a few weeks now. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I talked about Nomia before. Um, but within Nomia, you know, in the libraries, you can have collections. And so for different things, um, you know, we have different collections for just the marketing team or for, you know, every 10 weeks, we spend a couple weeks just working on innovation projects. And so we have a library of all of these share outs from people that just spend a week and a half, two weeks, you know, innovating on creative ideas. Um, and so, you know, we can say, oh, you know, a new idea comes up or we think it's a new idea and we're like, oh, actually, so-and-so did an innovation project on that like last year. And we can go to that library and pull up their video and kind of get a jump start on that feature or whatever it was. Um, so we use Nomia libraries a lot. 
Um, trying to think of others. Yeah, Slack and Nomi are kind of the main two that come to my mind right now. Yeah, it definitely feels like th there's still work to be done there and just kind of like mm -hmm. there's not a, a just a like a SharePoint page where you can go and you can see all the past share outs. But I do think it's right. I think having those kind of like n known places works pretty well. I want to talk about one way that we do get a lot of information out pretty quickly that's changed, especially during the last mm -hmm. year. And it's it's none of us are doing this, but uh, in terms of like running it, so we won't take credit for it. But I want to talk about what we call our Monday morning meetings. Because I think, um, so just I'll set some context and we can, ju I just want to chat about this for a second. So every Monday morning, for the most part, TechSmith as a company has traditionally has always gotten together as an entire company to talk about whatever important things. There's important information being shared. There's, we, we actually celebrate each other. Like there's what we call recognitions that happen during those that it's, and now it's only half an hour meeting each week. So every Monday, people are getting together and doing presentations. And one of the changes that has happened since we've gone remote, it, first of all, we all went remote. So it's not like people are gathering in like a room or several rooms across campus. We're all remote. And more people are making video shares rather than getting up and being live. And you got, if, if you've watched the visual lounge, you know, I probably say too much. Like if you could edit this, you could probably cut out 20 minutes just of me prattling on about stuff that you don't just like the section Same. of things I just said, right? Like, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this. Cause I, I think from going kind of back to Garth's question, like one of the ways we mm -hmm. make sure like super important information gets shared out is it makes its way to that, that level, right? Like mm -hmm. we've said that as an all company, we're going to, we're going to share this information and we're going to put it in front of everybody's eyeballs, whether they watch it Monday morning live or they watch it, you know, when they're available. Cause I know, you know, sometimes you're not available at eight 30 on a Monday morning for, you know, you're on vacation or you got kids to deal with, or you just had a crappy morning and things aren't working well, car broke down, <laughs> whatever it might be. Right. Um, so from your guys' perspective, how does that change kind of the communication that you're doing or you're receiving? So one of the, I, I really like that the, you know, the Monday morning meeting is like, an all hands meeting, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of organizations, there's an all hands meeting. It may not be every single Monday. Some people do them Friday. Some people do them sporadically, right? But whenever it's an all hands meeting, um, the live version when we were uh, at TechSmith was in a room. Uh, we would pass a microphone around. We would record it uh, uh, with a video camera from the back to uh, create a video of it so people could watch it later if they needed to, right? And uh, it was a mixture of like PowerPoint presentation speaking, live speaking, passing the mic around, and uh, maybe I would say 30% video, uh, where it would be like, okay, now we're going to play a video, you know, and then play the video. Now that we're doing it all virtually, it feels like that ratio has changed a little bit. Uh, I would say that we're probably at like a 50-50 at this point now, where for 30 minutes, 15 of those minutes on average, give or take, uh, seem to be video share outs, whereas before it was less. And ultimately, all the information is delivered via video now. There was never anybody in a room together. So uh, the whole medium has really changed and shifted to become an online only experience, a video experience exclusively at this point, um, which is really cool because uh, there, you know, I, I sense in the current um, iteration of our meetings that 
and, and I know this for myself, there's like, there seems to be this less fear of public speaking that uh, is happening kind of before our eyes. I mean, before, you know, I am speaking at the Monday morning meeting, you got to get ready, you got to be ready to stand up, have a microphone, you know, now we're all at home, we're in our home offices, we're talking directly into the camera. And the tenor of the conversation has become less presentational and more just conversational, if that makes sense. And that's one of the cool things that I, and what's really awesome about our meetings is that the video is immediately available, like within 10 minutes after the meeting. So uh, lately it's been difficult to get the kids out the door and make that 8.30 meeting on a Monday morning. Now I know I can stroll in a, a, after that and watch the recording right away. And I get to watch it on 1.5, which is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one thing that's been interesting, because, you know, I, I've spoken in, in a numerous of these meetings for lots of different reasons. And I, I also do a lot of public speaking. I, you know, I go to conferences, yep. I've had audiences, you know, of, of like a thousand to, to, to sm much, much smaller. And the, the audience is text men. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, I've, <laughs> so I've had a lot of audiences and I, you know, I get nervous like everybody, but the hardest audience, the, like the one I get most nervous has always been my coworkers at TechSmith because like, I, I don't know if it's just this expectation thing or it's like they know they know me so they know the mistakes I'm gonna make but but I I really do appreciate that I can just on that Monday morning when I have to present and I did this recently I had a video I was able to say here you go and I don't have to stress on a Monday morning that I'm gonna say something wrong I don't have to like watch my words any longer because I, I can take care of that in the video so I, I I appreciate like that and then I love the fact that we can you know we I can save people time because I can make a, a five minute video instead of talking inevitably for, for 10. Right. Right. I love that. The time savings yeah. is awesome. And, and again, I mean, I, I joke about the 1.5, but like, um, you know, you can't turn on live public speaking, speaking to 1.5, but I think what we've identified uh, a little bit is that, you know, in a share out context, when you're just receiving information, you can receive it faster. You can receive it at the 1.5. Um, so, you know, any meetings that were just share outs, which uh, are all hands meetings typically are, that's what they're designed for. Uh, it works really well on video because then you can consume it as fast as you like and at, on your own schedule. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. Before we, I want to get to our speed round questions, which is if you haven't been watching lately, this is something that we're doing that's new. Uh, any final <laughs> thoughts about improving communication using images or videos that we didn't get to that you'd like to share? I know it's always the question putting you guys put people on the spot with those hard mm. questions. I think Dave hit on it, but really just in this, you know, really full for most people or a lot of people in our industry remote world now um, is that like the barrier to entry now is so low. Like Dave just said, you know, you're doing a presentation for a large audience or a small audience. It's the same. You're recording to your computer. You're looking into a camera. You know, you can use a software like Camtasia and make some edits and polish it if you want. Or you can simply just use Snagit and Talk through what you need to talk through. Don't even rewatch it. Maybe rewatch the first five seconds to make sure your mic was working. Send it up to a hosting service and send it out. So there's so many options, kind of like the quick and dirty, or if you do need to polish it. But it's so easy to do that, you know, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. That's an awesome point. We're, I I would just want to reemphasize that um, 
you know, there's this big hurdle to, to creating video. And Matt kind of mentioned this when he was talking about the hardest audience to please sometimes is this like coworkers you have. It could be five coworkers. It could be 10 coworkers on your team. It could be the whole company. And one thing that I think it's, and you'll only believe it once you try it, is that your coworkers already know you. They're very forgiving. Mm-hmm. They, they are okay with all of your mistakes. They've already seen all your mistakes. It's been a year of us all on <laughs> camera with each other. I mean, there's nothing that you're going to reveal in a video that they don't already know. So go for it. You know, you know trust, the, trust your coworkers to be gracious and kind, and they're not going to watch your video with like an extra critical eye. They're going to be gracious about it, and they're your coworkers. They're your team, and they want you to succeed as well, right? So I think... Uh, sometimes even I forget that, right? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this has to be perfect for everybody, you know, and, and then you put it out there in the world and everyone is just super cool, super kind. I, maybe that's just a testament to my awesome coworkers, but, uh, see for yourself, try it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, that's great advice. And I think that's your last thing. Try is really key here with all communications. We want people to go and try this, right? Go try making it, putting some images in your emails or whatever Slack, your Slack messages or however you're communicating, go try making some videos. And, you know, there's, we didn't talk much about the time. We talked a little bit about time savings, but I think, you know, people will find that as you make more videos, you get faster, your co your coworkers, people receive the message. Again, they can, they can get through that faster. So it really does save time and effort. So thank you both. Really appreciate you guys uh, taking time to just to share some of your experiences. We're going to, we're going to move to speed round, but before we do that, I just want to mention if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to get your comments, thoughts, reviews, you know, subscribe if that's the the thing, whatever platform you're on, we'd love to have that. And of course, if you have questions, thoughts, suggestions, you want to email us, you can email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. Happy to hear what you guys have to say. Also take suggestions for topics for future shows. So, okay. David and Austin, are you, are you ready? I, I, I did, I have specific questions, so I will say your name so you know it's addressed okay. to you. Oh, thank you. Ready. David, easy one. Who is the most powerful Jedi? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say Ahsoka. All right. For now, I'm going to say Ahsoka. What's your go-to golf club? Hmm, I'm going to say a nine iron. I have no idea what that means, but that sounds great. <laughs> I have no idea who that Jedi was that Dave just named. So. You know what? I just realized I gave a terrible answer because Ahsoka is no Jedi, but uh, forgive me. <laughs> David, one thing you learned as a professional video editor that everyone needs to know to make their videos better. Uh, when in doubt, cut it out. Awesome. Austin, what's a skill or attribute that makes someone successful at project management? Uh, I would say being attentive and aware of what people are dealing with. Nice. David, I mean, you make some pretty exciting and sometimes over the top videos. What's one indicator that helps you know if you've taken it too far or not far enough? And I'm talking about like internal, your internal kind of like, not what we think, but internally what you think. I do have my manager review the video before I release it to everybody. And I'm very open and letting them know that they will be my best friend if they please give me some harsh feedback first. Help me, save me, let me know if I've gone too far. <laughs> nice, nice. And feedback, such an important piece of it. Austin, 
What's a communication mistake you wish people would stop making? Ooh, I'm going to say in-person communication in Zoom having terrible audio. All Makes right. it hard to understand people. What was that, Austin? This is a speed round. I won't. I won't expound on that. But that no. Yeah. It's, and we've got plenty of other resources you can go check out about getting good audio, including in the TechSmith Academy, academy.techsmith.com. So, final thing I'll ask you guys for either one of you. Uh, one of the things I've been trying to do is ask my guests because I, I ask a lot of questions and I put you guys on the spot. So, is there a question that that you'd want to ask me? Hmm. Matt, phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, should we be hyped? Absolutely. I mean, how could we not? I mean, just things are going to be moving forward. There's going to be a new introduction of characters. I, I don't know. I'm a, for those that watching, I'm a huge, I, I, I love comic books, even though I haven't read nearly as many as I was mostly as a kid, but uh, there's comic books right over here on the wall. Uh, but I think, why not, right? Like I was watching that Eternals trailer and I don't know anything about them, but it looks amazing. And I'm super excited to see where they're going to take it. There'll probably be some screw ups along the way, but why not? It'll be great. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Matt, any other? Austin. What's your favorite presentation you've ever done? My favorite presentation, I will have to say, is probably, and only only because of the audacity that I thought that it was a good idea at the time, uh, is 50 tips for video in a one hour, like 50 minute presentation. And the thing is, I, I love it because it just, it's rapid fire. And I think people come to it just because they think it's ridiculous and it kind of is. Um, but it's it's actually the one presentation I have been repeatedly asked. I think I give it at least once or twice a year and it's been since about 2015 or 2016. So I'm it's a halfway decent presentation that uh, that is just, I think it's super fun and it's, it's really stupid. Please don't make presentations that have 50 things to be done in 50 <laughs> minutes. No one should do that. Follow-up question. When do you breathe uh, during that presentation? Well, you have to look at the time and you, you wage, you're like, hmm, I better go through these next five really fast because I don't have time to get to the last couple. <laughs> or like, oh, I better slow down here. I'm moving a little quickly. I didn't say much. So anyways, I just want to thank you guys once again for tuning in. Um, if you guys have thoughts about communication that have been listening or watching the show, you know, go check out the TechSmith blog. We've got TechSmith Academy. We've got lots of resources that are out there to make you guys more successful. And if you do need tools, of course, TechSmith has got Snagit and Camtasia to help you do all this. With that said, we want to thank, uh, again, David, Austin, welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. And with that said, we will be with you guys next week. We've got another TechSmithy. Watch out. Sherry Powers, Vice President of Marketing on the Visual Lounge, talking about how she uses video to help lead us. And uh, it should be a good one. So we will talk to you guys if I can find my end exit slide here. Thanks, Matt. Well, we will Thanks, see you guys Matt. all next week. Take care. <laughs>